This is Timeline. I'm James Stewart, and this is our final episode of our 10-part series on the life, music, and legacy of composer Julius Eastman. Over the course of 10 episodes, we've talked about art, race, sexuality, expression, and who gets to be in the classical canon. As we wrap up this discussion, we remember Julius Eastman separate from his musical legacy, Eastman the Person. And here are some stories told by the people who knew him. Meredith Monk told me that after he was you know, just living on the street, he would show up at odd times. And she said, well, I'll, I'll feed you. And she said, and then they would sit down after dinner and they would play four-handed piano. And one night sang the Henry Purcell songbook. That's John Kalaki. John wrote an article for the Arts Fuse on Eastman back in July of 2022. It sparked this entire project. Melissa Fenley is a choreographer who in 1986 was commissioned to do a piece at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And she commissioned Phil Glass to do a section and Julius Eastman to do a section of the piece. It was called Geologic Moments. Well, Julius at this time was homeless. And so Melissa would have to call his brother, who's a jazz musician who lived in Brooklyn, to find out where Julius was to remind his brother to find him so he could uh, show up at rehearsal. Julius didn't have a piano to rehearse with, right? They would sneak him into the second theater so the stage crew didn't know about it. And he would play for hours. He would sit there and play on the piano for hours. He would sleep backstage. And so he she'd wake him up for the performance. And then once the performance started, he played piano and he sang. He was ferocious. He was unbelievable. He was brilliant, she said. This whole other side of him that was fully alive came on stage. He and I were hired to be vocalists for this theater piece. This is Mary Jean Leach, a composer friend of Eastman's. I think it was like a 10 a.m. 10 rehearsal or something like that. And it was just him and me and the composer. He walks in wearing black leather and chains with a scotch in his hand. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I thought I was like somewhat cool, but I mean, he just kind of left you in the dust. <laughs> but I think he did want to... Uh, kind of put his own identity in people's faces and make the public deal with things that classical music audiences don't usually have to deal with. That's Kyle Gann. He was a music critic for The Village Voice back in the late 80s and 90s. I'm afraid he kind of gets the image, public image is sort of a wild man. And he wasn't. He was very gentle. He had this wonderful, deep voice. He was easy to talk to. Uh, I enjoyed his company. Mary Jane remembers when Eastman was evicted from his apartment in New York City. And she says even while living in the park, he found a way to take care of others. Everybody goes, oh, poor Julius, you know. But all these friends went to his rescue and they raised money so he could pay his back rent. And he turned around and gave it to somebody else and says, well, he needs it more than I need it. This selfless behavior was the hallmark of Eastman's last years. He went to the men's shelter on 3rd Street and you know, wash their feet and clip their toenails, you know, it's like, so that it has that sort of messianic kind of feel to it. Actions like this were evidence of Eastman's beliefs. He was a student of all religions and well-versed in many different philosophies. When Eastman walked away from his work, his scores, his belongings after being evicted, he also walked away from a quote-unquote normal life. 
he seemed to be rejecting the expectations of others and starting his own path. One of the things that has stuck with me was when I, I talked to his mother. His mother said he didn't even like to be touched as a baby. I mean, have you ever heard of a baby or infant who didn't want to be touched? To me, that just sets the whole course of his life, you know, which is he's the center of attention, but he's also unavail, you know, unavailable and in, in a, in a, untouchable in a way. And he was the master of his destiny. For years after his death, Eastman's music and humanity remained invisible, alongside too many marginalized, forgotten or ignored voices in the classical world. But these days, Julius Eastman is getting his due. His name is celebrated and his music is touching a new generation. I'm James Stewart. Thanks for listening. And remember to follow the timeline at vermontpublic.org slash timeline.